Hey y'all, you're listening to Diagnosing Sitcoms and Movies, the DSM podcast. We help make mental health more comfortable by using Black movies and shows we know and love and culture to remove stigma. So join our convo with your host, Courtney Copeland, licensed mental health counselor. And Dr. B, licensed professional counselor. Ow, ow, ow. Ow, ow. I said Roy Roy in the hat. I said Roy Roy in the hat. Ooh, ooh, watch my I wasn't ready. (laughs) I always catch you off guard with my shenanigans. Yeah, because I definitely, I was definitely going a whole different direction. (laughs) I'm glad you took us there first. (laughs) I play too much. It's my life. I love it. With the mic here in front of me, I feel like saying, what's up? What's up? What's up? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you can't, you cannot be a, a disc jockey with the microphone. You know what I'm saying? Especially when we doing Martin. Okay, so the very first thing that I want to do is spend a special shout out to uh, 716 Selfie Museum, New York State's largest selfie experience. It's fun done different where adults come to play. It is located in the University Plaza in Buffalo, New York. You can visit their website at www.716selfiebuffalo.com and speak to uh, the curator, Mr. Mark Parker. And the number is 716 5066. We want to send them a special shout out because we are actually recording live there here now in Buffalo with hey. some of our special friends. We got some people coming, some people coming late. Hey, 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 turn up, turn up. Hey, hey. <laughs> so um, I guess it's time to bust right into quotes then. Bust into it. Okay, so does anybody here want to come up and say a quote so that we can have you recorded on the episode? Avi, I'm volunteering you already. Come on up, say a quote. All right, so what's your quote? Hi. Yeah, speak directly into the mic. Okay. (laughs) I love the outfit. I love the outfit. Now, (laughs) y'all. Listen, I did. I did. Okay, so I got this one that says, You know, I'm sensitive about my job. You didn't have to go there. You ain't got no job, man. <laughs> okay, look. Ara, ara. Yeah. Now, who did you say that you was gonna be today? Bro, man. From from what floor? <laughs> I'm from the fifth floor. <laughs> what up, bro, man? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Just chilling. Just chilling. <laughs> I just come down to check on you. <laughs> I gotta go now. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> She's going in the character. I love, I love it. it. I love it. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dr. Rosie, what are some more of your quotes? All right, man. So, you know, I love it when, when Martin was mama. Um, oh and when she told him, when she told Gina she was going to double slap her, <laughs> it was the double, the double slap. I, I died. I was like, because okay. I'm going to take you here and then I'm going to take you here. <laughs> <laughs> that had me weak for at least 15 minutes. I don't know why. Um, <laughs> and then um, when Jerome, he wanted to give, share his vows uh-huh. with Gina and Pam. And he was like, I promise to love, honor, obey. And hit it twice every day and four times on Sunday. On Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> I said, no, that's my kind of vows. I do I'm gonna write that down. For not me. from Jerome. No, thank you. I don't I don't want none of that from Jerome. Oh, well, not from him, yeah. <laughs> not from Jerome. 
You got somebody else who got some quotes over there? Do we have anybody else who has quotes from Martin? No, we have some shy people who do not have quotes from Martin. Oh, but that's I wanted to good. share. Uh, <laughs> I just like when Shanae, every time she opened the door, I felt like watching it for this time, I didn't ri- realize how much she shed it. But every time she opened the door, lucky, lucky. Oh, lucky, lucky. <laughs> With the titties and all, lucky, lucky. Bro was heavy. He had to shake. The- okay. <laughs> So they had, had it going up. <laughs> yeah. And the stuff, don't forget the stuff back in. Man, listen. That, that wagon she was dragging. Wagon, okay. Wagon. <laughs> <laughs> okay, one of our friends in the chat shared one. They said, I have one. My favorite is the one where Martin came back from the cult. <laughs> yes. The man who sleeps on the sunflower. floor can't fall out of bed. <laughs> <laughs> That's sunflower. Yes. Shaquille Sunflower. Shaquille Sunflower. <laughs> to be exact. <laughs> he said, The next time you come, you're going to have to tie your camel up outside. <laughs> we, we don't allow animals in the shrine. We don't have food for the animals. We don't have hay. We don't have any of that for her. We don't have it. <laughs> we just have fro half the plats I don't know what was going on <laughs> no his faces like he got me every time with the just the faces alone like mad extra no my favorite my favorite episode was when he was in a court and he was his own attorney and he he kept pressing Tommy about what does GDD stand for <laughs> the draws man what does GTD stand for got the draws okay <laughs> The drugs. <laughs> and then they we would be, we can't forget the, just his favorite thing to do with putting people out. Step, get the stepping. <laughs> y'all really got me good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got something for y'all. What? Get out. <laughs> Trick or treat your ass up out of here. Let's go. <laughs> Look, it was a joke. Man. What a joke on out here. Let's go out. See, I told you he would kick us out. Well, if you knew it, get the going. <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I love him. I love him. I forgot how funny this show was. Like, I was watching it again for, for this, and I was like, oh, my God, this might be one of the top five funniest sitcoms, like, ever. Ever, ever. Absolutely. I feel, I feel like Black culture is Martin. Like, I mean, you can't, you can't mention being Black and not mention Martin as a part of who we are as a people. And I mean, he had it embedded in all of his episodes. I didn't realize how pro-black he really was. And I like, you know, even in Boomerang, he was a little aggressive, <laughs> but he was real pro-black. And I love that day. They because the earth is the table. That's why it's green. <laughs> <laughs> so that that was a, a real nice thing to notice with this. And then I also noticed watching this again, how often they laughed at each other. Oh my god. They goodness. could not stay in character. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been fired. I'd have got fired real early. Cut, Listen. cut, cut. We see you. <laughs> he plays so much. And then they say you never knew what he was gonna do when he got out there. So it's just like they were going with the flow, especially the episode when he got his uh CD player taken, stolen from Bro Man. So it was supposed to be a real dog. 
Yes. It was supposed to be a real dog. <laughs> but they couldn't get the dog. So last minute they brought him a stuffed dog. And that's why he was being so extra with it. With the <laughs> Another one. I mean, honestly, I have so many episodes that are favorites of mine. It's hard to say to say which one is the absolute favorite. Yeah, I definitely don't know if I have a favorite. <laughs> nah, I have about 10 of um, them. You know, 15 of um. And it was the... Okay, what? so the episodes that I don't like, though, what? are the ones when Gina was like, that Martin was pushing up on her. She said she won't come into work no more. Them episodes was terrible. Oh, yeah. You right. You right. Yeah. You could feel it. You, you know, you sense it. You see it. It didn't make no sense. Gina yeah. was obviously not in the episode. She always, right. she over here. She in LA. Yeah. She missed the boat. Right. And then, <laughs> you know, Cole wasn't in some of those episodes either because they had a little beef. Yeah, because uh, Cole, yeah. Carl Payne, the uh, actor who plays Cole, said that Martin used to always try to like go extra on send, digging at him and poking at him oh. and trying to make fun of him and being funny and mm-hmm. just being funny acting on set all the time. Damn. Oh. So he was like, "Yeah, I'm out too." Gina said, "She out. I'm out too. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Not too bad right now." Damn, son. <laughs> I mean, the views definitely went down. You know, after about season three, so you know. But, but it, it was, was so funny then. So I don't know so what happened. Good. I don't know. But I was still I watching, it. but I think I was eight. So Yeah. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if my, my view really counted as a whole view. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It didn't. Oh, dang. <laughs> what? You said it didn't. But thank, <laughs> thank you for that. You're supposed to have been on my side a little bit, but you know, whatever. Sorry. It's okay. It's, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> And so I feel like as we continue to go through the episode, we are definitely going to get and be reminded of more quotes. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So I just definitely wanted to check in with everybody and get everyone else's quotes before we went into the actual diagnosis piece of the episode. So did you, was it easy for you to diagnose the characters? It was not easy to diagnose the characters. I mean, obviously, the easier one was Martin because there's a lot going on with Martin. He was hard. What? I okay. Hey, I got a couple. Let's save him for last, though. So we're gonna save him for last first. Um, All right. The person I struggled with the most was Pam. Yes, because Pam, <laughs> she fun. <laughs> Cause I got it was like blackout, blackout. I was like, damn, <laughs> damn, she's good. Anyway, so turns <laughs> out, little trivia that Pam was actually supposed to be a role of for a more heavier set woman, but then when she came in with that body yaddy yaddy and her attitude, okay, they was like, oh wow, we love it, we love it. And then her and and, and Martin kept going back and forth. She was able to keep up with kind of his like, you know off script, you know, banter or whatever, the ad libs. And so she kind of fit that role. So they had to change up a lot of what they were saying. I'm and glad so, that it wasn't a heavier set woman. I'm glad that Pam was bad yes. and looked okay. good because if she didn't, it would have been bullying. It wouldn't have been as It would have been. It would have like, been. Oh, that's me. <laughs> lot, right? Yes. I mean, again, kind of going back to some of what we said about, you know, some of the jokes and previous sitcoms is like, I don't know if we'd be able to say these jokes today. You know what I'm saying? So, but speaking of Pam, I I do feel like, you know, she was probably like the realest 
the realest dealest. Exactly. I have nothing to diagnose for Pam because Pam was just a a upstanding, you know, hardworking woman. She found her actual real real aspirations as for her career in the music business. And like the Mm -hmm. last episode where it had nobody but her in it. Because, you know, again, but (laughs) I was a little weird, but, you know, I see what they was trying to do. I don't. But anyway, so she she found her actual passion (laughs) for her career. You know, she was always being provoked. Martin was a fuck boy. So there's that. We'll get more to it later. Um, So she was okay. I felt like with the back and forth with him. Little fuck boy. We're going to check me. Um, Anyway, like I said, (laughs) I don't have nothing for Pam. I'm on Pam's side. I, Gina was tripping. Um, yeah. What? I am Pam and she is me. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. I can definitely see that. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you so, have anything for her or are we just, we're all in agreement that Pam? We all in agreement. She, <laughs> she, I hate with me. We all in agreement that Pam was, yes, yeah, mm. head not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she, <laughs> she's like, I love her. Okay. What about Cody Cole? Oh, goodness. Okay, so Cole, I diagnosed with dependent personality disorder. Ooh, you know what I diagnosed him with? What did you say? Unspecified intellectual disability. Okay, and so I was thinking about Cole being slow, but that it, it wasn't calling, causing him any distress. You right. Okay, so scratch he still it. was em- employed for most of the seasons. Uh, he still, you know, he was. was. He still had women. Like, so that he part, did. I feel like it wasn't causing him distress. So I wouldn't see him as a client for that purpose. I mm. think, yes. <laughs> I think you're right. So that I, take we, another can, look. we can do and and not in, you know, not okay. either or, but and also. Here's the other one I'm thinking. I can go through the criteria for dependent personality real quick while you look for yours. Okay, cool. Because Cole was was living with his mama. And then when he, he was. was living with his mama, he was living with Big Shirley. And when he wasn't living with Big Shirley, he was living with the new girl, the, the ditzy one. What's her Shanice? Name? And then, Shanice. Uh, Shanice. Yes, I like Shanice. She was funny. But <laughs> he tried to live by himself for, I think, maybe like two episodes and called his mama was like, I'm lonely and my crib is whack. And so he <laughs> wanted to come home, which is why I settled on dependent personality disorder. The criteria for that is having difficulty making everyday decisions without an excessive amount of advice and reassurance from others. Every time he met a new girl, he asked the crew what they thought and if they, they she was okay. And he brought them around, even if it was like one o'clock in the morning. Um, <laughs> has difficulty expressing disagreement with others because of fear of loss of support or approval. He definitely was like, I can't tell moms that. <laughs> True. Moms is gonna come down on me, and Big Shirley did come down on him and broke his neck, arm, and I think leg. Damn. Yeah, she just came down on him. He said, and then also there is the goes to excessive lengths to obtain nurturance and support from others to the point of volunteering to do things that are unpleasant. Cole definitely walked to go get that pizza in the blizzard, <laughs> <laughs> and did ended up like this at the door as an icicle with frozen pizza with a pizzicle. And it broke when they got back to the house. And then urgently seeks another relationship as a source of care and support when a close relationship ends. So as soon as him and Big Shirley ended, he was on the prowl trying to find him a new girl and and brought back three different girls that same night. And then is unrealistically preoccupied with fears of being left to take care of himself or herself, which he was, which he showed in the episode where he tried to have his own apartment and was like, yeah, um, no one likes it. My friends are disproving. Mom, I'm coming home. Until Shanice said it was okay. So then he had some approval again and Shanice was willing to take care of him and help him set it up. And so he was like, okay, I can stay. Got you. 
I. I. <laughs> so if Cole was my client, I think because he's slow, um, <laughs> we wouldn't be doing much cognitive work. It would be a whole lot of behavior therapy, building some new skills, assertiveness training, maybe some schema to like concretely identify the patterns that he has going on because he's not going to get too many abstract concepts. It's just not going to happen for him. True, true. Okay. So what about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? I have a few. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the cognitive delay or processing disorder, whatever it was that you said before. <laughs> I mean, when you mentioned that and you mentioned him being able to work, being able to hold relationships and housing sure. and things like that. I'm like, okay, maybe it's not that. All right. So one of the criteria is often fails to give close attention to details or make careless mistakes in school, work, or during other activities. That makes me think about when they had that competition for Thanksgiving. How did a pair of drawers end up in the chocolate cake, Cole? Because you ah. said put your drawers in it. Lord have mercy. <laughs> Just the attention to details is not there. Okay. <laughs> All right. So when they had the restaurant, well, uh, meatloaf and waffles. Spoons. Right? He, <laughs> he he made the coupons and messed those up. He did. He did okay. Up. Right. Okay. So, you might be on to something. You know what? I'm going to stop right. arguing with you. I'm going to stop arguing with you. It's okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, often has difficulties sustaining attention and tasks. Remember, he was in the courtroom and they going through people's minds. He's always somewhere else with crickets or the uh, telephone dial. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Often does not seem to listen when spoken to directly. You know, they told him that Rinna Spoons wasn't going to be it, but he still kept trying to put that in. I mean, how much more do you need? I give it to you. I give it to you because you only got to meet so much criteria for it even to matter anyway. So I get, we settled on dependent personality disorder and attention <laughs> deficit hyperactivity disorder. <laughs> Now, so you medicating Cole or are you, uh, yeah. what, what are you doing with him? I ain't get that far yet. Next. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we doing it on the fly. All right. Tommy. Do fly. <laughs> Would you, did you diagnose Tommy? No. Okay. Other than him not being gainfully employed. And that is why I gave him the Zico. <laughs> Wait, time out. Time out. Time out. I think he might have worked for the CIA. Okay, anyway, that is why I gave him the V-code of V62.29 of other problems related to employment because you ain't got no job, man. Okay, so what is another reason why you have to be so secretive about your job? He told me so correct. Let's be honest. Like... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh He was was too, you know, suave to be a drug dealer. Have you ever seen Nino Brown? Okay. It's the night. Well, all right. Well, listen, listen, look, Linda, listen. Okay. I feel like we should possibly give that he was okay. Maybe well, then a maybe spy. we poke because he was he was he was the higher up. He was the boss. So because he, he was, was black, the middle man. He was black, and it was the nineties. He had to be a drug dealer. He couldn't be a spy. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yes, that's exactly what I'm saying. Because he said, I picked you up from a building with no windows on a dark alley, didn't have no street name. And he was like, he was across. I didn't even see you leave out the building. I don't know if you really came out of there. He it was a stakeout. It was a it was. okay. so either way, 
this is causing distress in his relationships, <laughs> it's, it's a personal friendships. It's, 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 it's doing a it's doing a thing for him. So, you know, maybe we could do some career counseling <laughs> because even if you are a spy, what are you spying on in Detroit? Mm, things. I mean, okay. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we might, <laughs> I would be doing the, um, definitely career counseling with him. We would do some assessments, maybe to Holland to see the, the Holland. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Because Tommy does have so many skills. He does have so many interests. Mm-hmm. He is already an ordained minister. He has lots of things going for him. We could work that mm-hmm. into a very credible resume and get him gainfully employed immediately if that's what he wanted. But I don't know if that's what he wanted because what either as a spy or as, you know, a cartel or as oh. um, a, a, a secret uh, black market art curator it, or stripper he might not be ready to change that career path we just want to set him up for whenever he is and he mm-hmm. wants to have a job that he can go to tell the children about on career day because he had to get Martin and Cole instead of just telling the kids what he did he was a paraprofessional yeah uh-huh. so uh, whenever he's ready to have a job where you know he can put it on his LinkedIn page we'll be ready for him I mean, does anyone else have any suggestions on what Tommy was? I mean, what he did for a living. Cause, what did Tommy I mean, do for a living, y'all? What you think? What do y'all think? Tell me. No one knows because he didn't have a job. <laughs> well, I mean, did you try? <laughs> Just use your imagination. <laughs> <laughs> and they looked at me back with the same look of just a blankness that we all have. No one knows. <laughs> okay. Fine, fine, fine. Huh. Okay. So then moving <laughs> on from Tommy, there are some just extra people that I diagnosed. I diagnosed Stan. Stan the man. What happened? Stan. Stan was just a crook. Okay. Exactly. And that's why I diagnosed him with antisocial personality disorder. Oh, look. Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> what you mean? Anti-everything. You say that until I go through the criteria. Let me break it down for you. So <laughs> I felt that Stan had several criteria points that he met with one being failure to conform to social norms with respect to lawful mm-hmm. behaviors as indicated by repeatedly performing acts that are grounds for arrest. You right. Okay. <laughs> oh. then, you know, that was that was just one. So there's there's others. We can look oh. at his deceitfulness as indicated by repeated lying, use of aliases, or conning others for personal profit or pleasure. He came back as an African. He showed it. <laughs> and he was when he had that recording, he was asking for the passive surgeon to give him what kind of nose? And uh, the lips. Something different from him so that he couldn't be okay. spotted by the, the IRS. Irritability and aggressiveness as indicated by repeatedly by repeated physical fights or assaults. He was always threatening uh who was the white boy name that worked at the Sean. 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 Yeah. Sean. He was doing Sean filthy. He was. The taking pay from him all kinds of way. Toilet Just, paper charges. Who's <laughs> gonna charge somebody to use toilet paper? Just exactly. rude. Um, consistent irresponsibility as indicated by repeated failure to sustain consistent work behavior or honor final financial obligations. Mm-hmm. He had to sell the whole uh, radio station for $20,000 because he owed it in back taxes. Weehaw station. Weehaw! <laughs> <laughs> Bring the move back in Motown. <laughs> <laughs> and then lack of remorse is indicated by being indifferent to or rationalizing having hurt, mistreated, or stolen from another. He didn't care that he was hurting people. No, he didn't. Mm-mm, poor Myra was just doing her filthy too. 
sure was. <laughs> she had to get a job at the unemployment office. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Okay, you right. Okay. Yes. Oh man. That's all I'm I'm just saying. Okay. Unfortunately though, for antisocial personality, while there has uh been a lot of research done on the actual disorder, there have not been as many solid evidence-based <laughs> practices that are truly effective for the uh disorder. Not from lack of trying, though. They're trying to figure it out. It's just, you know, crime. It hey, sometimes it's easier than going to nine to five. America don't set you up to be successful in too many other ways. That's true. <laughs> he did what he had to do. Uh, I'm not mad at him. You know, I can't even be mad at him. Right. He was a hustler. There you sure. go. Okay. Hey Courtney, we got some guests in the in the in the, the waiting room. No, we don't. No? Okay. Just kidding. <laughs> okay, so we do have someone that said that Stan was a black businessman. He was an old school player. That's I like that. He worked the system. Absolutely did. I mean, seriously, he was just being, he was just doing what he had to do. Mm. I mean, Did he have to do it though? He had to. Oh, okay. <laughs> With Sean driving his uh, limousine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> All right. So we can jump into hmm, Gina. Did you diagnose Gina? I did not. I did not. Other than her having an apple shaped head. There's no diagnosis in the DSM mm-hmm. for having an oddly shaped head. <laughs> so it was getting on her head like at her. when she got stuck in the um the bed frame though? The headboard? Oh, Lord of mercy. <laughs> <laughs> now that's a good one. Did I ever tell you about that time I got my head stuck in the gate? So no, this one time share. we need the we need the whole story. I need all context. Okay. This one time at band camp. I never went to band camp. I'm just playing. So Your episodes are only an hour long. Can you get to the story? Hold on now. I'm trying to invite people to come share share the experience. Hold 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 on. Okay. We're giving All people right. the Mercedes experience. Giving them the Mercedes experience. <laughs> <laughs> you better know. Hey. Hey, okay, hey. but the head in the gate, girl. <laughs> okay, the head in the gate. So I really wanted the the park across the street from my building in New York was mm-hmm. under construction. And I really wanted to get in it. The kids got, other kids got in it. And I was like, I want to come in. And I put my head, like, you know, it was a bars. And I was like, I can, I can do it. And I, and I did it. I got through. And that, I, I sat there for about two hours, hmm. maybe three. Was it cold um, outside? <laughs> it was cold. It was cold outside. I don't. I just remember my head getting stuck <laughs> and being like, oh, shit, <laughs> this is real. I can't get out. And I started panicking. <laughs> I ended up on the floor. And then it came <laughs> to a point where it was just like, I, I just got tired. I think that was it an was episode just, of Keenan and <laughs> Nah, that, that was definitely me and Coney Island stuck in a gate. It's a true story. <laughs> I don't think I've shared with many people. Boy, how did you get out? Stuck. The fire department had to come let me out, and you was like the, <laughs> the thing like the, the jaws of life, whatever the jaws of life to get you out, <laughs> bruh. I n- never again. It was like stop fitting your little self in little places. I used Imagine to like you didn't slide. Know welder like Gina had Tommy. <laughs> See, thank God, because then I would have had. I wouldn't have been this Tommy beautiful. Has so many employable skills. What was bruh doing? See, that's why. Okay, he's CIA strange, agent. Man. Let you tell it. 
I'm, he was a spy. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I did not give Gina a DSM diagnosis, but I did diagnose her as codependent. Um, explain that. Explain that. Why, okay. Why so codependent? codependency is basically a so more sociology based theory that it explains imbalanced relationships where one person enables another person's destructive behavior, creating an enmeshed relationship in which one person loses their sense of independence and believes that they t- need to tend to someone else. And so, yes, while Gina started off just like, I want it all. I want to be able to be the success- successful businesswoman. I want to be able to support my husband and do things for him as well. Uh, but it's important to remember that anybody can fall into an unhealthy relationship pattern in which she did. <laughs> all right. All you right. Want, Martin wanted her to take care of her like his mama did. And she yeah. wanted to try to do it. Uh, did she, though? Did she really want to take care of him? Yes. Mm, she ain't quit her job doing because she, she won't go and quit her job now that's that's too much that's too much yeah. she wouldn't be a cycle if she quit her job then it just would have been <laughs> we've arrived just, yeah okay, I feel yeah, like if right. I saw Gina as a client she would like be have perpetual adjustment disorder like one week it would be I killed my mama bird like I, I needed to process how I killed my mother bird <laughs> and then the next week would be I got my head stuck in a bed frame I need to process how <laughs> traumatic you know. for me I got hit in the head with a flying toenail I need to we need to build and work on that because <laughs> I'm having flashbacks like it would just be constant adjustment disorder because there are just so many things going on yeah like we would have to You're focus right. on yeah Changing yep. her reactions, like cognitive behavioral therapy or like, ooh, something along them lines. Something. Well, you know, I feel like, Gina, now that you put that out there, it puts a few things in perspective as far as like her taking him back even after he like disappeared into the cult. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like uh, she well, even said he didn't it. disappear. He made a whole video. Well, Cole he didn't disappear. Just no, didn't give it to her because he taped good times over it. Yeah, yeah. Intellectual disability still might need to be there. <laughs> I'm um, telling you, that's what I was fine with that one when you said it first. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, so um, there are some patterns, especially with the like the up and down of the relationship. If okay, looking at it as if it was just the issues that Gina was going through as a client, I'd be like, oh, girl, like, (laughs) wow, why don't you just leave him? Like Pam said, that's why I am Pam and she is me. Yeah. Yeah, But you can't, we can't tell clients. Private eye alone if I was her friend, but (laughs) (laughs) as her therapist, we would just be processing things on, you know. And helping her develop the ability to make that decision for herself if she's prepared to do that. And not uh, even yeah. leaving because she don't want to leave. And I wouldn't be trying no. to get somebody to leave who doesn't want to leave. Um, she is married. She does want to make her marriage work. She takes her vows and the relationship very seriously. So it's how do you adjust? How do you establish more healthy boundaries there? And it seems mm-hmm. like each time that she did assert herself, then Martin like had a breakdown. I don't even know why you're here, and leave, Gina. Just leave. Step. And then she said, oh, okay. He said, no, Gina, please wait, baby. Come back. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. That's, he was very manipulative when it came to that mm-hmm. with her. And he knew exactly what he needed to do to make her say, I mean, even in case in point with how they even got engaged in the first place. Damn, Gina, you plotted and you schemed. You got me. <laughs> clink, clink. 
<laughs> Are you happy, happy now? now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so romantic. How could you say no to that? Oh my God. Go to New York. I would have been so. Her response was so extra. She was so extra. <laughs> <laughs> the hyperventilating for me. I was. Ugh. Okay. Teach me over overacting. Bring it down a notch. <laughs> okay. A notch. No. <laughs> I think her prognosis is. Um, if, if she continues to stay with Martin, I feel like she's going to end up being, you know, maybe maybe having to deal with some other mental health issues such as depression and maybe even anxiety continuing in this relationship as as it continues the way it is. But if she gets some help and really is committed to changing her behavior, I feel like they have a good prognosis. If she can set those those healthy boundaries with Martin, his mama and all, ooh, uh, all nine other personalities. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and Roscoe because Roscoe was really putting her through it with okay his, uh, oppositional defiant <laughs> right then they call the Department of Children's Services on her that's not even her child how that happened <laughs> he was threatening her with the police like that was his mama just all types of stuff <laughs> did they paint the snot on or was that because hmm. sometimes it's like ooh it looked a little fresh didn't it it did, right? Like he was like, Okay, so <laughs> that brings us to Martin. What diagnosis do you have for him? <laughs> Lord of mercy. I knew from the start, I was like, okay, it's going to be a personality disorder, point blank. Like, I was just like, that's where it is. So I went with paranoid personality disorder. Really? Okay, tell me why. Explain. Well, I'm interested. He always was trying to assume that Gina was cheating or was up to something. She was scheming, you know, to be proposed to and things like that. So it just always seemed as if he was super paranoid. And even with his friends, especially that episode. OK, <laughs> New Jack City. All right. So <laughs> so suspects without sufficient by um, basis that others are exploiting, harming or deceiving him or her. He always felt that somebody was trying to take advantage of him, whether it was his friends or Gina. Preoccupied with unjustified doubts about the loyalty and trustworthiness of friends or associates. I feel like that was a constant thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Is reluctant to confide in others because of unwarranted fear that information would be used maliciously against him or her. I don't think he was that type of person. I think Um, he didn't tell Gina a lot of his, like, stuff had to come out as it happened like it's mm-hmm. not like she had backstory or history or understanding on certain things it's like he had to get to a place of sharing certain stuff so I could kind of see that one yeah okay and then perceives attacks on his a character or um, reputation that are not apparent to others and is quick to react angrily or counterattack. I feel like he did that especially with his image as a, a radio jock or like when Gina was trying to take or change his image on um What's that show he had? Oh. Word the on show. the Street? Oh, word on the Street. Show. Yeah, uh-huh. Word on the Street. So I just, yeah, I just feel like he was just always suspicious <laughs> of everybody, especially Gina. So that's that. What do you have? I'm, sh- I'm sure you got something good. No, I think that, I think what we are thinking is very closely aligned is just in two different areas. And okay. so I think what you're saying kind of goes with my diagnosis because I was thinking more just anxiety 
generalized anxiety disorder. Really? And that when he was becoming overwhelmed with feelings of worry, like with people, <laughs> with uh, the, Gina and the lawyer trying to kill him or divorce him <sighs> or with whatever the insurance. And the insurance. And then, yeah. yeah. All of I those. I about that one. Mm-hmm. And so I think that with all of those things I thought that whenever his worry got to a place where he was overwhelmed then it became as it would with the irritability that sometimes comes with uh, anxiety it would be aggressiveness so then it would be step y'all gotta get out then it would yeah. be him ragging on people it was all mm-hmm. tied to him feeling anxious and him feeling all these feelings of worry and not being able to process that or being okay with those feelings and so I'm gonna be angry at y'all because that's an acceptable response to the situations that I'm in yeah so, so yeah, we kind of comment. Agree. Go yours if you want to. I'm cool either way because I, I think they're both in the same same vein. I do, but I also see how the anxiety can can heighten that paranoid feeling of you know I I can't trust or feeling maybe it wasn't it maybe it was anxiety and then trust issues because then mm-hmm. we don't know what his relationships were like prior to Gina. Um, mm-hmm. and why he may have been so suspicious. However, I don't think I would I would go on a date with my ex and with my partner. On a double ex. date? On a double date. Like, wh- why? Sorry, Nicole. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Mo. <laughs> that was real weird. That was real weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. There was some things that they did in their relationship that were kind of like, you know, a little off at times. But, but you know. for them. And that's all that matters. So that as part. long as they were both happy in the situation, then they like it. I love it. Okay, and that's it. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely feel that all of the paranoia, the anxiety that we're seeing, all of those different things were based off the fact that Mama Payne had intermittent explosive disorder and all them them years of that inconsistency, that not knowing what what you're going to get, if you're going to get taken here or you're going to get taken there. Okay. Or just... uh, (laughs) With a double slap. Yeah, it was was bad. So I feel like if Martin was my client, then we would definitely be doing some psychoanalytic because we need to get at that mama drama that he got going on inside his uh, unconscious Mm -hmm. because uh, psychoanalytic theory focuses on unconscious processes as they are manifested in the client's present behavior. And so our goal would be trying to get him more self-aware and understand the influence of the past on his present behavior because he was constantly projecting his own stuff onto the people around him and just being just being extra. Yo, <laughs> like I just I'm like, when did he decide that he <laughs> I'm sorry. When did Mama Payne decide that she was gonna start biting furniture and pianos? And Taking shit? chunks like, off like it was a kick <laughs> <high> bar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, now that's some shit right there. I knew you was gonna diagnose her. <laughs> that's not normal at oh. all. Uh, uh, it's not but I feel like all of that is what and having to deal from that from a caregiver is what um, kind of brought that and we have Ryan Peterson our fellow clinician and Aggie Aggie Pride said that uh, Martin was anxious for sure absolutely <laughs> absolutely oh somebody also introduced that he might have had dad abandonment because oh, yeah. they never mentioned his dad yes all that's of right that, we can get at all of that in that psychoanalytic. And I feel like all of that mm-hmm. kind of, we really need to look at his attachment style too, because yes. I feel like he had a disorganized attachment style and that kind of brings together and incorporates um, the attachment of both anxious and avoidant styles where the individual may experience fear of abandonment, clinginess, need for reassurance, mm-hmm. difficulty expressing his emotions and or uh, emotional withdrawal. 
Yeah, and it's interesting too because when you think about like Martin's behavior as far as like how he shows up as a man, it it is very like you know like super on like I'm not man. I'm not mad, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, I feel like when you have a presence of, of a man in, in your household, you know how to carry yourself. You carry yourself, I feel like, differently. And that's just my opinion. That's mm-hmm. just an opinion. Um, <laughs> I've never been a man. Not really, diagnosed. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you know, but from what I can tell, when it, when a man has a father in his life, there's a, a certain way that I feel like they're taught to interact and treat a woman. Yeah, and and then it seems like, like Dr. Vanita uh, is agreeing as well. Yeah. And then even like how he, um, oh, sugar, honey, iced tea, and I lost sorry. it. I'm sorry. It was my fault. I interrupted. <laughs> oh, but you know, it's his, it's his attachment to his mother. You know, like Gina said to him one time, like, who's, who's your number one girl? You know, like, is it me or your mom? Cause he was so worried about his mom all the time. And she had to remind him like, I'm your wife. So I think, I think there's a, a emphasis to put that attention on her because that's not what he, what he got. Man code, yes, daddy code, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the presence of a man definitely may have been a, a reason why he ended up being the type of guy he he was with a little bit of a temperament. And then feeling that that extra masculine energy to be competitive at times with Gina when mm-hmm. it was unnecessary. Right. And it was just funny to me how he was picking and choosing what traditional values he wanted to hold on to because mm. Gina needed to cook all his meals, but Gina also was making more money than him. Right. Right. So it's, it's it's okay for certain things to be a certain way, but other things, oh, okay, okay, Martin. You know, I'm sorry, Martin was an asshole. He wouldn't have been my boyfriend. I'm just okay. <laughs> Listen, that proposal would have got you the dough. Okay, I'd have still been in New no York. More. I'd have still been in New York. Shit me, <laughs> shit me. You could bring any kind of. Thing I probably would have been Gina. I probably would have been right with him. No, no, I'd have made it work. Nope. Because Gina, you have to remember, Gina was standing up to her parents like every time because her parents didn't like Martin either. But she always advocated for him. She always was like, well, this is the situation Mm -hmm. with setting them straight. And but listen, now and Martin was just letting Mama Payne talk to her. However, ooh, ooh, apple head, muscle booty, (laughs) muscle butt, (laughs) muscle butt. Even the bird knew. Okay, heifer. (laughs) <laughs> but I don't know, Gina. Mm, yeah, she she a different one, man. Cause I I couldn't. I don't know. Yeah, she. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I wouldn't want to fight a woman with a mustache neither. So there's that. You know, and the way she bought a bit the the piano, I don't know. I'm not. She yeah. took she took a chunk out of every pew. Every pew. I don't know. That's it. Yes, and um, we can forget how in love Gina was with Martin's ears. Grab my handles. Grab my handles. Grab my handles. Loved it. Loved them. And he loved her 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 um soup coolers. Yeah. What he called the melons. Give me mm-hmm. the Give me the luscious. Give me the luscious. I mean the love. You see the love there. It was it was real romantical at times. You know what I'm saying? It looked cute. It, I mean it had to be because there was so much drama that went on. You had to have lots of, of love to keep that tied and tight together. <laughs> right. And they, they stuck by each other, you know, when they was talking shit about other people. You don't talk shit about them. You know, that's my Not man. My that's man. My, okay. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. See what they wanna do. 
<laughs> I don't know. I think I think they have a good prognosis as a couple. I th- I could see them possibly needing some couple counseling or something. I would not want to see them as a, well. First of all, no, not me. I'm not a specialty. That's not my wheelhouse. That's not where I do the bulk of my work. I for for, for one just don't like mm-hmm. it. But um. I, they tried counseling one time, but what happened was that they couldn't find a clinician that could meet their needs. One was money hungry and mm-hmm. the other one wanted to be Martin's homeboy. So that didn't work out too well neither. So it's very yeah. important clinicians out there. If you're going to be counseling couples, it needs to be balanced. So you can't be taking selfies with, with, with your clients. That like is this. so true. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That is true. <laughs> so I wanted to ask my clinician friends that are here, did y'all have any ideas, thoughts, or different approaches or things that y'all would want to work on with any of the client or the clients that we talked about today? Yes, no, no. Okay, we good. <laughs> so it sounds like we in agreement. So it sounds like okay. we got through the diagnosis. We done treated everybody. Prognosis uh for Martin and Gina is well. I see them being well. He was very excited at the potential of being a father and them mm-hmm. becoming a uh, for family so that's very exciting for them down the line if that is something that they decide to do Tommy Tommy gets a job <laughs> no uh, great because Tommy has so many skills and is so well rounded things going for himself okay 007 all right um <laughs> Cole and Shanice are doing very well so it's even with the eight possibility of a processing disorder, the ADHD or the dependent, all of the, the list, the myriad, oh, man. have more than one diagnosis. So <laughs> we could, Big Shirley left them. Big Shirley left him for one of the big bone brothers at down at the food bank. Mm-hmm. So big Shirley's living her best life, eating up all of the homeless people's food, uh, <laughs> taking care of her kids that are bigger than Cole. So this sounds like Big Shirley's doing well. It sounds like the only person that I'm really worried about is Mama Payne. Yeah, your pictures cannot hold up for through that. Is that if you sh- them got to be more than like? Yeah. Once she start losing teeth, this, this she can't be biting into stuff like that no more. Or was it because the dentures were in? She got the good glue. You know, they was yeah, the it. super glue, that gorilla glue. Yeah, it she had that. It, it don't, don't move. move. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what about Shanae? I feel like wasn't nothing wrong with Shanae. Shanae was just a roundaway girl who was over for the fact that she couldn't fight. Cause um, definitely when it really was about to go down, they, y'all jump me, y'all jump me. <laughs> <laughs> but she had Kiki and Ki Lolo and uh, what's her Lolo name? Lolo was my girl and Laquita. Yes. yes, I yes. love them. That inspired my uh, my look for today. Yes, I love it. <laughs> is, that, is that a chain? All right. <laughs> yes, it is. I'm like, do your chain hang? No, you will do the to, to the flow. I could throw it over my shoulder like a continental soldier. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see you. Okay. So as far as diagnosis, I think that's everybody that I got. Yeah, I mean, I mean, other than trying to diagnose all nine personalities in Martin, we'll be here all day, okay? I mean, we done did everybody. Otis was just uh, old and wanted his respect <laughs> as a security guard. <laughs> he wanted people to respect him. Big bro man, do you feel like we need to diagnose bro man from the fifth floor? 
Ooh. a scientist, a uh, clear learning disability with, with involving mathematics because this ain't fifth. And no, it's, yes. it's got to be more than that because Brumman couldn't spell neither. That's how they got the Witty Hudden shirts. <laughs> <laughs> with his wig. <laughs> All right. The only thing I could think of maybe Dragonfly Jones. Now, Dragonfly Jones played too much, okay? Dragonfly Jones was delusional. <laughs> <laughs> the master getting beat up by your student I don't understand I need my money they about to repossess my car <laughs> <laughs> so funny fact okay. speaking of trivia the the guy who was always beating up Dragonfly Jones and Nipsey are just Martin's homeboys from around the way and so he said when I get on I'm gonna put y'all in my show and so those were the roles that he gave both of them Aww. and Nipsey is the dude that shot uh, Joanna Man in life Damn it, Nipsey. Let him live. He could let him go. So, someone said, bro, man had penitentiary syndrome. <laughs> but not penitentiary syndrome. <laughs> he was institutionalized. He was institutionalized. Like, gone to prison. We don't yeah. know. Now, see, time. I did. I was thinking that it could have been obsessive compulsive. Though. I think oh, it might have been never fit. Can we? Is that something that is maybe? The I think it could be obsessive compulsive because, especially with him not wanting to go through doors, I think that was something that maybe compulsively. Tina he, didn't even have a fire escape. He was like this. <laughs> <on the side. laughs> you might be right. I think you onto something. You are mm-hmm. onto something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think so okay, we got something for bro man. I think Jerome was just stuck in the seventies. <laughs> he was. I he think was. That, there wasn't nothing wrong with Romy Rome. I mean, he could <laughs> use a, a dental cleaning. You know, maybe I mean, some hygiene, caps. Hygiene definitely Not we hygiene. needed to get to because the gold tooth. I think mm-hmm. rotted off. The gold tooth rotted out the other teeth. Yeah, it did. Taking care of that clearly, and then mm-hmm. the, the his perm might have been dripping all of that sweat because he on had his on face. his outfits, and that's why he had that acne. That acne. That acne. Yeah. Oh, poor <laughs> Yes. So yeah, I think Brother Man was um, obsessive compulsive. That's just what I'm gonna go with because yeah, he had the yeah, repetitive behaviors, mm-hmm. you know. Yep. Prevent, and I think it was preventing or reducing anxiety and distress. We um, can some, partner with that yeah. some kleptomania because he is the one who stole uh, indeed, <laughs> indeed. Martin's CD player, and why we had the dog have to come and. <laughs> Which is why I think Martin is paranoid because he. <laughs> I, I agree. We've established that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. All right. Okay. And then who else we got? I mean, we got we already diagnosed Mama Pain. Mm-hmm. Um, Shanene. Mm-hmm. Shanene is just Shanene is just around the world, around the way, girl. Yeah. You know, um, overcompensating for the fact that she can't fight. Right. Can't fight yeah. And then. Cause she was su- successful. She had a she was a business owner, you know. She was. This is her getting the the league that into the Wu Tang concert and all of okay. that. Okay, she was fly. Networking, was fly. all of that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we said Otis just wanted his respect. Mm-hmm. That Jerome was stuck in the seventies. Mm-hmm. Roscoe has ODD, <laughs> oppositional <laughs> defiant disorder. He need family uh therapy with mm-hmm. with real parents, not with Gina. <laughs> mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. was his mom and daddy? Um, Where were they? I don't know. Elroy, who fixed the cars, just wanted to do his music. Okay. Don't, don't you know no good? 
Touching no no good. Because Martin did play like 10 different characters. There was King Beef, who was the, the action hero. The he sung Don't You Know. Oh, no good. yeah. With the weird upper body suit. Mm, yeah. Mm. Uh, okay. That was one real quick. Were there any other characters that we did not diagnose? Leon Lonnie Love. <laughs> Leon Lonnie Love. Antisocial too. <laughs> He was still in the church's money. He was oh my gosh! He was the island because they didn't have no extradition. Mm-hmm. He might have been. might have been cut from the same cloth. <laughs> but his, he was, he was very sexual with his. He was just a little too handsy for me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Going to lay hands. Mm-mm, no, thank you. <laughs> in in prayer. <laughs> I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> they watch you get on your knees. It's just like what? what? <laughs> And pray. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm going to say that. I'm going to just sit here. I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. So I do have one question, too. I want to know Uh-oh. the audience, what's, what's your favorite episode? Audience, what's y'all's favorite episode? As well as Zoomers, what's y'all favorite episode? <laughs> The, where he stole the CD player with the dog. Over here, we got the uh, sitting at the table with the rock yes. <laughs> That's the funniest, hands down. Yes. Well, sit your five dollar ass down for I make change. I make change. <laughs> oh, we can't forget when he fought Tommy Hearns and his head was swollen. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <a> kiss. <laughs> I'm just trying to figure out why he had so many knots and bruises. Because Tommy lumped them up. That's why. <laughs> I, I thought it was because he got into the wall. Right. It was so big. And then the end credits, they was going in with the dancing. And then, and the head was just. <laughs> I need that for Halloween. <laughs> Bruh, if you do that for Halloween, I'm dead. <laughs> the animal attack when they went on vacation with the. That ain't the no costume. damn puppy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only time Pam and Gina he was right. doing this thing combinations <laughs> get him get him <laughs> the only time they work together I think, I think it's a puppy in that room <laughs> what kind of vacation was that I don't want to it was a box <laughs> a cereal box vacation yes. friends you don't do box. it for Chilligan's Island oh god <laughs> I can't. I can't. Any other favorite episodes? <laughs> yes, player the player's ball. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. Can't forget <laughs> that one. Oh, and then I mean you got the the celebrity camo cameos that they had. There was a lot. I mean, there was a lot. And oh man. This show, this show is just a shit, man. It was just a shit. I'm happy we did it. Me too. And so with this episode, we are celebrating our two-year anniversary. So happy anniversary, Dr. Rosie B. Happy anniversary, girl. I really appreciate everybody coming out and participating and playing with us. Daniel, I forgot to bring with me the 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 ending. So you're gonna have to cut that in somewhere because follow no, us no. on Instagram. <laughs> like that. Okay, subscribe. You know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, um, you can donate to our Cash App, or you yeah. can become a Patreon member because yeah. we like the kind of money that jingles, but we'd rather the kind that folds. I know that's in there, but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, you yeah, did good. Yeah, you know, bits and pieces. Um, <laughs> Buy our merch. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that too. That too. That we, too. Got, okay. we got cups. We got uh, coolers. We got anything to think of. Pillows, socks, all that. mugs. Masks. You yep. know what I'm saying? Because um, COVID's still out there. It is. It is. Monkey pox too. I'm part native. I don't want nothing with pox because mm-hmm, that's what took us out. <laughs> don't you know no good? <laughs> That's all I got, Dr. B. You got something else? <laughs> no, that's it for me, friend. This was fun. It was. I just, again, want to thank everybody for participating, for coming out. We really appreciate it. It's exciting to see where we are now, where this was just an idea that I had while I was laying in the bed one day and had to convince Dr. Rosie to join in <laughs> on. I'm really glad that she said yes and that we have been able to do this for two years. That's really exciting to me to see it go from an idea to a whole show. Yes, yes. It's a pleasure. You know, I'm always down with the shenanigans. Just call me, baby. Just call me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Lassie, and to go with the shenanigans. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, and it's been fun. Um, thanks so much for, for including me on this. I can't wait to have many more, and I appreciate all of our followers and our, our people out here for supporting us. We love y'all so much. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right, so as we usually say, peace. Okay, bye, you cinephiles.